Welcome back to the Centered in the City podcast. Before I jump into today's solo episode, which I can't wait to dive into, I want to let you know that the intention setting party is right around the corner. And if you don't know what it is, well, it is one of my favorite workshops to host because it is this expansive time and space where we get to explore what our heart and our souls want to be creating in the new year. So let's face it, we end the new year and we jump into the next and there's not really much time for reflection and reflection is so important for how we get to really learn and integrate. This workshop is designed to create the space to reflect on the past year and then get really clear about what you want to be creating in 2024. So we do a lot of meditation, we'll do some journaling, we'll do some mind mapping, and you'll leave with a roadmap of what you want to be achieving, but most importantly, how you want to be being in all areas of your life. I've had a past attendee attend multiple years in a row, and this last year she said it was the best thing she did for herself in 2023. So give yourself the gift of joining the intention setting party from wherever you are in the world. Sign up with the link in the bio and there are only a few early bird tickets left. So claim yours now. Otherwise, you can get it at the normal rate of $99. All right. Enjoy this episode. I am so happy to be here connecting with you all. It has been about six weeks, a little over six weeks since I recorded my last podcast episode. And let me tell you, I was ready for a break and I was excited to take some space from the podcast to explore like, huh, is this something I want to be focusing on within my community, within my business, within my energy. And I will say like a few weeks into my travel and some vacation time, I started to miss it. I started to miss communicating with you. I started missing sharing with you. So I am so excited to be back. I actually wasn't planning to be back until the new year, but I wanted to pop into your ears and your heart and your mind to offer some support this holiday season. We are talking about mindful eating during the holidays and This is one of my favorite topics. I typically do some sort of Healthy for the Holidays workshop this time of year. I didn't because I was traveling. So this feels like a way that I can support you all bringing some intentionality into how you are taking care of yourself during the holiday season. Because let's face it, the holidays are this time of year of overabundance and indulgence and It sucks that, you know, as a culture, we live in such extremes, you know, being in Europe for the last six weeks, it was just a reminder of how extreme America is, even from thinking about the food, you know, where I was in Italy and Spain and the Netherlands, all of their food tasted so fresh, but it tasted so simple. They didn't add so many ingredients, the salt, the sugar, everything was slightly toned down. And I noticed my taste buds, you know, being conditioned in American culture and what we eat wanted the extreme, the intensity of flavor. Holidays are this time of like lots of sugar, whether it's in forms of alcohol, sweets, 
cheeses, right? Heavier things because it's winter time here in the Northern Hemisphere and people are typically conditioned to eat more heavier meals. There's just a lot that happens and it kind of sucks because what I see is that we again go in these extremes where we overindulge in the holiday season and then right after Christmas time, that space before New Year's, there's this like, ugh, I feel like shit moment and oh, I'm going to change myself come the new year. I'm going to start going to the gym or moving my body or eating differently or not drinking or you know, whatever it is. And we go to this completely other extreme where we're searching, we're hungry for balance in our lives. And we think that we can achieve balance by going to these extreme places. And I'm here to tell you that's not how we practice balance. So today on the pod, we're going to explore some mindful eating tips and practices that I want to offer you to take into your holiday season, whether you still have holiday parties to attend or just when you are at your celebrations to hopefully support you feeling more balanced and centered so that at the end of the holiday season, you're feeling really good. So my first tip is to think about how you want to feel. Now this might be like, uh, Wade, what do you mean? Or like a no, like no shit, Wade. Like, of course I want to think about how I want to feel. But entering the holiday season, I have found over, you know, my 30 plus years of life is that every year I kind of know what it's going to be like, right? Some sort of flavor. And if I go into it with more intentionality, it helps keep me balanced so that again, I'm not getting whiplashed by all of these extremes. So I like to, at the beginning of the season, Think about, and this for me even starts like before Thanksgiving, thinks about how do I want to feel? Because I am somebody who loves food. I love trying new things. I love being stimulated by the creativity of people's cooking and the sensations and the flavors. Like my brain loves it. It is dopamine. And it's not just dopamine to my brain. It also feels like really nourishing for my heart. However, there's a point where it starts to not feel good. And there's a point where I've been around long enough that I've tried a lot of things that I start to notice how what's for me and what's not for me. What's worth it to explore and try and expand my palette and experience and what really isn't. And kind of it for me drops that FOMO, like that fear of missing out. And so that I can be more in what I call mofo, mindful of future opportunities. We all have different relationships with food. I have for a really long time, I still have, and I will say it is so much better than it used to be, but a lot of food scarcity. And that comes from some of my upbringing, but it also comes from my epigenetics, from my family's lineage. And it is something that I notice because I've gained awareness around myself and my habits and my mindsets and my emotions and my behaviors that 
I have that awareness around the scarcity. And so because I have the awareness that scarcity is part of this relationship, I've learned some strategies of how to self-soothe and and calm my nervous system when it gets scarce and tap more into a place of enoughness. Some other people might have a complicated relationship with food because of a history of an eating disorder or because of maybe some health problems that have made food complicated for whatever reasons, right? There's so many different types of relationships that we have with food and nourishment. We get to bring that awareness into our relationship to food, especially during the holidays, because again, everything is super heightened. So I welcome you to to pause and explore like how do I want to feel this holiday season? Or you can get even more micro and say, okay, I'm going to my holiday party tonight or I am going to this family dinner or this celebration with my girlfriends out to dinner or I'm hosting a party, whatever it is. Pause and ask yourself, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? I want to feel nourished. I want to feel hydrated. I want to feel satiated. I want to feel present. I want to feel calm. Whatever it might be, like think about a few descriptors, not a whole laundry list, but a few descriptors of how you want to feel. And take that time to pause, write it down, and then take a moment to feel it in your body. Like, wow, this is how it feels. And notice how that shows up in your nervous system. Sometimes even when I think about entering a holiday party and thinking about a big buffet table and all those things, like I get a anxious and excited sensation in my body. Right? So that's very stimulating for me. And so just even like noticing that showing up in my body and saying to myself how I want to feel. I want to feel calm. I want to feel nourished. I want to feel present. And when I bring that intention into my body and meet whatever is kind of showing up, they just both get to be there. And as I rest into that sensation that starts to show up in my body, my intention kind of softens it. Like it holds it like a blanket. It doesn't push it away. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It just gets to be there. And I get to put my focus, my attention on how I want to be feeling, where I want to be showing up. So setting that mindset and setting that body knowing, that body wisdom, that nervous system regulation can be really helpful to just kind of manage the energy, manage the attention. And setting intentions in this way is really helpful because it takes the like restriction and the rules out of it because we know those typically don't work when we say like don't drink or don't eat sugar or don't eat the cheese at the table. We typically 
then are putting our attention on those things like we will end up drinking or we will end up eating the cookies because we're putting rules on ourselves and we're putting the attention on the cookie on the drink on the cheese and so that's of course what's going to grab our attention and then that makes it even harder from a place of willpower to resist so if we put our focus on actually what we do want to be cultivating, what we do want to be feeling, what we do want to be creating, that's where our attention is going and that will help us inform our choices, right? Because we make action, we take action from our emotions and from our thoughts. And so we want to kind of foster that relationship. The second practice of mindful eating during the holidays is to sit down. Now, if you've done any mindful eating work with me, you know that there's six S's of mindful eating that we can practice when we're in kind of a more formal practice. Obviously, it might be hard to think about doing all six when you're at a cocktail party or a holiday party. So the one that I want to just offer here that can be helpful is to sit down. And when I say sit down, I am saying when you make a plate, whether it's like hors d'oeuvres or there's a buffet or maybe you're actually having a, a dinner, a proper dinner, is to sit down and to fully be with your food while you are at this holiday event. Again, there's so much happening around the holiday parties. There's so much stimulation. There's music. There's lights. There's presents. There's a lot of color. There's noise. People are rowdy because maybe they're drinking and they're happy and they're jolly and there might be kids there, right? There's just a lot of joyful, hopefully, chaos and just also a lot of energy and emotions and movement. So it can be really overstimulating for us. And when things are overstimulating, we have a harder time paying attention, right? We have a harder time focusing what we are doing in one moment, doing one thing at a time, since we know it's hard for the brain to multitask. So sitting offers us this opportunity to make a plate, whatever that is, you know, putting some hors d'oeuvres on our plate and thinking about, you know, what's going to feel good connecting to our intention how do we want to eat and nourish our body with alignment to our intention so what from this plate is going to help me feel calm or hydrated or present and just being mindful of that and so filling the plate with whatever that is and then going to a corner or a table or a little cocktail table or you know and taking that moment to to pause and enjoy. Now, I'm not saying like put yourself in the corner and don't talk to anybody. I'm saying really just take that moment to, to pause with yourself, to slow down. If a friend comes over and sits with you or grabs a drink next to you and talks while you're eating, great. Enjoy that conversation, that connection while you're also eating. But taking that moment to sit, to find a seat, to the best of your ability, even if you have to stand, finding your feet, right? Really feeling that sense of groundedness will help you pay attention to what your body is actually wanting to eat and when you're full and what feels like enough for your physical body. 
And it's really interesting because sometimes when I've explored this with clients, they notice they don't know what full actually feels like because sometimes we're so conditioned that full means we're stuffed. We're like needing to unbutton our pants full. But really full can kind of be like when we're at 80, 90%, right? When the the tank is full, like yes, could we pack more in? Is there a little bit of room? Yes, but I but we're at that full line, right? Where there's enough for our body to feel nourished, to feel satiated. The busyness, the fullness, the many layers of the holidays invites us to bring in our mindfulness practice in these informal ways. We might not have the time or the space to have a formal meditation practice, sitting practice, but maybe we can practice more mindful eating here. And so taking the opportunity to just slow down, even if it's like 5%, and bring that intentionality to each bite, each chew, each item you put on your plate, connecting you back to that intention. The third tip I want to offer around mindful eating is to think about bringing a dish, a drink, whatever you are contributing to a holiday party, what you want, what you are craving. So for instance, if you are somebody who doesn't want to really drink, don't feel pressure to bring a bottle of wine just because that's kind of the thing to bring. Maybe you can bring a couple of different sparkling waters or you can make a fun mocktail. Whatever it is, you can kind of get creative so that you know you have what you seek at those holiday parties. So for instance, I'm somebody that typically will bring a side dish of a veggie or a salad because I know I want to make sure that there's vegetables there. And that's typically not present in a lot of meal spreads. There's maybe some you know, baby carrots or raw broccoli, right? The crudite platter. And if that's what there is, then that's what there is. Great. There's some veggies. And, you know, I typically like a little bit more or a little bit more creative veggies. And so I will think about how can I offer that to the community. Maybe you're somebody who has a food sensitivity. Maybe you're gluten-free or dairy-free and bringing a dessert that supports that, you know, whether that's Sweet Lauren's, just offering a plug to my sister's cookie company, their place and bake cookies that you can buy dough that you can buy and bake fresh. That's vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free. So it's very friendly for people. Maybe you have a favorite cookie recipe of your own that's paleo and feels nourishing Maybe you have your favorite mocktail recipe. Again, whatever it is, bring to the party, bring to that dinner, bring to that cocktail hour what you would like to seek. Sometimes that might be difficult. You know, if you are at a holiday party and you're not asked to contribute anything, then great. You know that you get to make your decisions as best as you can. So for instance, Maybe you have a glass of sparkling water with lemon and mint and that feels fun and fancy if you're somebody that doesn't want to drink. Or maybe you have a glass of wine and instead of having two, you have that glass of water to help balance you out. 
maybe you offer, sometimes I do this, like I get the vegetarian meal because I know I'm going to have more vegetables in that than if I were to get the steak, the chicken, the fish option because I know that I feel better when I have more vegetables. So again, just like making those conscious choices can really support your intention of how you want to feel. The fourth tip I want to offer is to hydrate. Now this might seem simple. This is obviously something we get to practice all day, every day, whether it's the holidays or not. What I find very helpful around this time of year, especially because it's colder, is to make fun tea concoctions. So I've shared this many years before, but I love in the wintertime to make hot water with a cinnamon stick and sometimes some fresh ginger slices. And I will just keep pouring hot water into that concoction. Like you can make a couple different batches before it tastes kind of washed out. And that's a way that I can get a lot of water and nutrients into my body throughout the day that also still feels really fun and festive and flavorful and stimulating, but in a very nourishing and balanced way. I know I'm not injecting a bunch of sugar into my system. It also feels really good for me to have the freshness of those ingredients versus just tea. I feel like tea is great. I love tea. And sometimes I can just get uh, sick of it, you know? So the freshness of a raw cinnamon stick and lemon and ginger just offers so much chi, so much energy into my body. Another yummy combination that I'm excited to try. I haven't tried it yet. I experienced this in a tea bag format when I was in Amsterdam, but using fresh mint and cinnamon stick. And I'm going to try that out because that just combination was delicious and using the fresh ingredients sounds amazing. I know people who have also used frozen fruit or fresh berries, putting some raspberries and mint into some hot water or some strawberries. It offers a fun flavored feeling that's that's a little bit more winterized than just having some lemon or cucumbers. Okay, the fifth tip is to sweat. Sweat, sweat, sweat it out, baby. Get that body moving and grooving. I know with the weather being maybe grosser or colder or wetter or damper outside, there's just more resistance to want to travel or commute to the gym or to wake up early or to go outside and get wet or whatever it is. There's so many excuses we can create for ourselves. But sweat, like get your body sweating, processing. We need to sweat. Sweating is so good for you. And sometimes, you know, if you're somebody who just does yoga or Pilates or a gentle walk, you might not be getting enough sweat out. So there's options to mix it up and maybe try running, you know, try getting your cardio up, bike riding, joining a spin class, Peloton class. Or maybe that's taking a hot bath at night and sweating it out. 
if you're somebody who has access to a sauna or steam room or steam shower, sweating it out. Try to sweat at least three times a week so that you're really just purifying your system, getting out any toxins. It's also a great way to um, release the body if you drink too much the night before, like that next morning, sweat it out, get that out of your body. Rebalance yourself as soon and as best as you can. The last, the sixth and last mindful eating tip that I will offer you this might be one of the most important tips. It's just to practice kindness. Kindness when you're choosing what to fuel your body with. And what I mean by that is to think about food choices that feel kind to your body. For each person, you experience a relationship with food differently. So What might be kind to one person's body might not necessarily be kind to somebody else's. And so this is an invitation to get curious about your relationship to food and nourishment and explore what would be kind. And knowing the body might want something different or what feels kind one day might not feel kind the next and so it's a practice in being present and curious of like huh what would feel kind and sometimes we think we know you know we think that goat cheese will feel kind on our body and we have some and it actually doesn't and that's okay you know that is learning that's an ability to be present and stay curious to even notice how it feels in the body. And then may we even be kind after that, after knowing a food choice maybe wasn't quote-unquote the best, may we still offer kindness to ourselves. Be really kind and nourishing, knowing that the body isn't something to be punished. The body isn't something to be manipulated. But this body we live in, this body that's this vehicle, is such a gift. Staying curious to what feels kind really helps us give our body a gift. There's so much in American culture, diet culture around starving ourselves until we have that indulgent dinner and going balls to the wall then or feeling like we have to have cheat days or needing to work out extra hard to be extra hungry for dinner. Whatever it might be, there's this kind of beliefs that we have to do something in order to deserve something. And I'm here to tell you in your body that you don't. There's nothing that you need to be doing to let your body deserve what it wants. And so may you give yourself one of the biggest gifts is to just slow down and listen, slow down and pay attention, slow down and get curious, slow down and be kind to this beautiful body that you live in. Thank you so much for listening to today's 
podcast. I hope it's helpful. I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to leave a voice memo at centeredinthecity.com. Feel free to find me on Instagram at OneWade. Share your biggest takeaways around a practice that you're wanting to play with this holiday season to support you slowing down and practicing maybe just a little bit more mindful eating. Again, it's not about being perfect. It is a journey. Thanks for being here. So grateful for you.